Today's Gospel is from Luke chapter 24. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, turned or answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was, to be, was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since he, these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not find him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe that the prophets, all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he was walk talking to us on the road while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then he, they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. I received a text message from a friend early last Sunday that said, I am moved this morning by the detail that when Jesus comes back on the second week, the doors are merely shut instead of locked. Hope is small 
and it takes time. Hope is small, and it takes time. A subtle detail in the resurrection story in the Gospel of John. The wounded Jesus comes when the door is locked and also when the door is shut. Resurrection is willing to go with us as we make our way, as we take each step. And then today, we hear a resurrection story from Luke's gospel. Who is Cleopas and the other disciple with him? They're never mentioned before or again. Maybe they're friends of the 12 disciples, or maybe they're followers of Jesus, but they must have been close enough to know the intimate details of Jesus' life, death, and hoped for resurrection. And now they're leaving Jerusalem. Maybe Emmaus, the town they were headed to, was where they lived, or maybe they were traveling on an errand, or maybe they just needed to leave. The weight of the last few days were too heavy and they needed to walk it off. It was evening of the third day. Jesus was crucified and said he would rise. They had heard that the tomb was empty from the women and that an angel had told those same women that Jesus had risen. But that's all they had, someone else's story. They had not experienced resurrection themselves. What they expected resurrection to be was not what they were experienced. And so they're walking from one place to another. They are in that in-between space, commiserating about all that they had hoped for, stepping into not-as-we-expected place, tangled in their own conversation, only able to see what they were experiencing in that moment. And then we hear that someone meets them on the road. Someone inquires about what they were talking about. Someone listened to them. And someone offered something that they did not have on their own at that point. The narrator of this story tells us it is Jesus, although Cleopas and his companion can't recognize this man as Jesus. And as they come to the place they are going, Emmaus, they are still so caught up in the now that they do what they would always do. They invite the stranger to come in to share a meal, to rest and connect. Because traveling is dangerous, and one must not do it alone. It is then, in the invitation to a familiar meal, in the blessing of what is offered before them, that their eyes are open to see something that they couldn't see before. 
Resurrection found them on the way. Hope was small, and it took time, and it was only apparent in hindsight. Whatever their need in Emmaus, it could wait now. Their stay was short-lived. Cleopas and the other disciple head right back to share what they experienced on the road. And as JoLynn read it, didn't it feel like the return trip was quicker than the first? And they come back to find the 11, not the 12. The impact of betrayal, suffering, and death, even apparent in the disciples, even in resurrection. And so Cleopas and the other tell. They replay. They recollect. They remember. And they speak what had been made known to them that day. And it was enough. I went to get a massage after Holy Week. And as I left, the massage therapist gave me a little plastic capsule that contained a little sheet of paper and explained just they had taken one out of the jar haphazardly, but they were convinced whatever message I was given was the message that was meant for me that day. So I opened it and written on this little tiny piece of paper were these words, no feeling is forever. No feeling is forever. And as I read those words, I was convicted. My heart burned because so often I think that what I am feeling or what I'm experiencing is where I'm going to stay, that it will define the rest of my life. I just get stuck, and my eyes are kept from seeing what is next on the road, what the next day will bring, or it even prohibits me from seeing what's in front of me right now. I need to hear that where I am today is not the end of the story, that Jesus will meet me on the way and bless whatever is offered. I need to hear that hope, which is small and takes time, will come and is coming. We are told in the Bible in Galatians that the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But I would like to add to that list being flexible, seeing beyond where we are in the moment, and holding loosely where we think we are headed. Cleopas and his friend think they're going to Emmaus, but they encounter the resurrected Jesus on the way, and so they go back to Jerusalem, the place they chose to leave. The plans changed. The schedule that day was altered. It was enough, though. But what about the next day? Somehow they will need to trust that that encounter will happen again. 
What is the road to Emmaus for you? What is the story in your life when something you had hoped for didn't come through? Or what is that story when you were headed in one direction and then ended up changing routes? Who was it that you encountered? What did you have that was just blessed? And how has your life changed? You see, the story here continues in your life. My kids always tell me, but mom, church is the same every week. As we make our way on the roads, heading to where we think we are going, we come back to the familiar because this is where Jesus promises to interpret to us the things of Scripture. This is where Jesus promises to be made known in the Word and then to bless the simple means which are offered, what we each bring, and bread and wine, where the invitation is wide for all to come to eat, to rest, because we need not travel alone as we make our way. It doesn't seem like enough, though. How do we know our eyes will be opened? How will we know what we are feeling right now won't last forever? If the resurrected Jesus comes when the doors are locked, if the resurrected Jesus comes when the doors are shut, if the resurrected Jesus finds a couple of people who we have never heard of before, as they make their way on a seven-mile walk to some city called Emmaus. If Jesus will meet them where they are and listen to their story, to connect the dots of scripture, to bless a simple meal, then in faith, Jesus will find us too. You see, hope is small and it takes time and it will find you as you make your way. Amen.